Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are on episode six of Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam, here with Higgins. Um, we were off last week for the holiday. We hope everyone had a great holiday. I know I did. Um, seems like forever. Higgins, how was your how was your holiday? Hey, how you doing, Sam? Good. Um, Good. Yeah. I mean, I had a pretty good holiday. I, I got to spend Thanksgiving Day um and Jerry's were enjoying the Cowboys game with a couple friends of mine. So oh. yeah, that was pretty exciting. First time out in Dallas um ever, actually. Really? Uh, was yeah, it cold? It wasn't that bad. I think it was probably mid forties okay. while we were there. So I was able to handle that <laughs> pretty good. But uh, man, that stadium, man, it's it's definitely one of the better stadiums around the league. Yeah, it's and I feel like so. <laughs> that's funny you say that. I asked, is it cold? Because my first time in Jerry's World was the Super Bowl. Actually, back when I was in college, we got college credit to go to the Super Bowl. Yes, I oh. I said what I said. Crazy, right? But um. <laughs> We went to the Super Bowl and it was when the Packers played the Steelers and it was snowing and everyone was just really out of sorts because, you know, you think Texas, I mean, I kind of thought hot weather, but it, coming from South Florida, we didn't have winter coats. So it was it was very cold. But yes, the stadium is is very it's phenomenal. That's for sure. Definitely. It was a great experience. Um thankful that I got to enjoy that with my good friends um so it was pretty good but I did miss out on some good food as well back home though so you know not too thrilled about that I was gonna say did you eat like did you get Thanksgiving food do you like Thanksgiving food I do I I I love Thanksgiving food um actually we (laughs) we got up that morning and we went looking for breakfast pots and pretty much forgot that it's Thanksgiving you know most places are closed Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you're dealing with a pandemic. So we actually had McDonald's for breakfast. Oh, <laughs> man. Shocker. Wow. Had McDonald's for breakfast, had stadium sausages and burgers for lunch. And I think for dinner, we went to um, went to this spot near our hotel downtown. It, I think it's called Gators. I think it was called Gators. So obviously, you know, I had some Gator tacos. So I had to try that. Wow. Sounds like you're um, all of your favorite foods in one day. (laughs) (laughs) No turkey, no ham, nothing. I'm not shocked. If I had to like actually think what you would want to eat on Thanksgiving, it would be all of that food. (laughs) How about you? Did you end up cooking anything? Um. Is that a serious question? No, I didn't. I, I actually, I help. I always say, can I help? Can I help? But there there's a reason why I'm not helping. Um, you know, I, I help. But no, <laughs> I didn't cook. I, I sat in the spot Uh-oh. and watched some football and did some work. And it, it was relaxing. It was nice. Um, nothing crazy. I had been in Orlando earlier that week. So I was catching up uh, 
we we did a turkey drive with Kamar Aikens Foundation and that was a great success and there was there was a lot of a lot going on so I just kind of kicked it with the fam but there's been a lot going on in the league so we actually are going to do the show a little differently today we don't we we are in recruiting but there's a lot going on so we thought we were just going to talk about some issues and some misconceptions because I'm seeing a lot of it and I know we see a lot of it and we hear a lot of it around this time of the year when we're getting closer to this recruiting cycle closing as well as the pandemic you know there are things happening there are a lot of things happening so we thought we were just going to address it So over the weekend on Saturday, the Denver Broncos, there was a situation out in Denver. If you're a football fan, you definitely know. Even if you're not a football fan, you probably are aware what happened. And that was that all of the quarterbacks in Denver were exposed or in close quarters of someone that tested positive for COVID-19. Now, the protocol for that is once they do that, they're required to isolate and they're required to have several negative COVID tests. Now, it doesn't mean that they all tested positive. They might, we don't know, you know, you might test positive three days later, but you're required to isolate for a certain amount of time and provide however many negative tests to show that you indeed do not have COVID. But if you are deemed to have been in close quarters with someone with COVID, you have to isolate. So that happened on Saturday. The game is on Sunday. The protocol for signing a new player is this. The new player has to isolate for six days, and they also have to provide negative tests. So that put the Broncos in a situation where they can't bring someone in because they don't have six days. So I think, I don't know, Higgins, if you saw people confused or you saw, I even saw some things in the media. Well, why don't you guys bring in, I saw Colin Kaepernick. I saw some other names. And to me, I said, well, it's pretty simple. It's not a debate of, you know, this quarterback wouldn't be good for the Broncos or this and this and this. It's it's a simple protocol situation. So I don't know. Did you see? How do you feel about all that? Do you feel it kind of to me? I just I said, oh, my goodness, <laughs> this is not it. This is what it is. And I think for players, it's important to understand that there are protocols. It's not, it's not that the the Broncos and the NFL are against, you know, signing new talent, but it's it's number one, it's not necessary at that point. And number two, there are protocols that they have to follow. We're in a pandemic. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Higgins? All right. Uh, I mean, actually, like you said, everyone was pretty much aware of what's going on. It was a big headline especially after the, um, the the postponement of the Ravens and Steelers game from Thanksgiving Day. So a lot of people were thinking, well, why don't the NFL just postpone this game? And mm-hmm. like you said, you know, all over social media and different outlets and things like that, there were people saying, well, they should go out and sign this guy. And again, at this point here, we're talking about, I think, either late Friday night or early Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right? So like you mentioned, those players would not even be able to participate in a game. You know, you, you, you're going to get your players back before because all three of those quarterbacks did end up testing negative, negative, right? So it's not like they had the virus at all. They were just, like you said, in close proximity with one of the other quarterbacks that did test positive. 
So at that point for Denver, their their hands are pretty much tied. Right there, there's nothing they can do except for you know use the emergency quarterback. And if I remember correctly, I think um the head coach said that one of the running backs was their emergency um quarterback. Right. So it's either you use that guy as your emergency quarterback, or you bring someone that's already on your practice squad. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's what they ended up doing. Now, I didn't actually watch the game. But I I know that I think it's something about one completion that they had yeah. that day. So I mean it's a it's a it's a tough situation to be in. It is definitely and you know, a lot of street free agents probably hit up their agents that night or that morning saying, Hey, you know, call the Broncos, call John Elway, let him know I'm ready. <laughs> Not knowing that, man, he can't even do anything about it. You know no. what I mean? So it, it was definitely a tricky situation. It was. And I have to say, you know, just I didn't watch the game, but just from a an agent's perspective, it's what that player that played quarterback. I mean, one day you're on the practice squad and you I believe he played wide receiver. Right. Um, he's, he's currently a receiver now. Yeah. Um, now he played quarterback back in college, but right. you're not you're not like that's a that's a promotion i mean you're not sitting around saying you know what i hope i get elevated and i hope i play quarterback no 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 that is not the situation so for him to come out take it you know literally take one for the team and elevate and um i think that's it's very admirable and um That just goes to show what times we're in. You know, we really have to just do everything that you can, and there are parameters for it. So you have to roll with the punches. Now, I'm not even a Broncos fan, but I was hoping that you know, once I look up the stats, that somehow this guy was like balling, like <laughs> just making plays and throwing bombs and dropping dimes. And I was like, mm-hmm. but then that probably would be bad for us as agents too. You know, probably now everybody would be like, yeah, see, if he can do it, I can do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I saw, it made me laugh, though. I did see that the Broncos had tried to elevate their, I think it was offensive quality control coach yeah, one of their who coaches. played at UCF. And- yeah, yeah, one of their coaches, one of my boys, um, he's a big Broncos fan, shout out to Pat, and he texts me Sunday morning, he was like, yo, the Broncos even tried to, like, let a coach play. I was like, huh? like yeah man they try to use one of their coaches that they have a younger coach or whatnot but the league turned it down I mean could you imagine like that would have been the most 2020 (laughs) thing of the year well I mean hell if I'm Elway I take the jacket off and go ahead and line up man I was like you know just put John in I mean you know this is just man I'm sure John good for a good five yard slant or something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man that it, it just it made me laugh I said you know nothing is going to surprise me but that was really funny but anyways I just thought that that's something that needs to be addressed because you know like Higgins said I definitely know that there were a lot of players I had players actually reach out to me um I currently do not have any quarterbacks that I represent but I had quarterbacks reaching out to me and I said you know, you just can't, it's, that's not going to happen. It's just not the way that the protocol is. And there are protocols, there has to be. And even in a non-pandemic, there are protocols that, that the way things are done, because it's not a free for all type of situation. I think, you know, Higgins and I were talking before we started recording, you know, when you hear tryout, 
it's you know Higgins I guess you can kind of explain what you what you said earlier well I mean because again we get all these you know we get a lot of interest from players that are currently not on a team or not with a practice squad and they're they're wanting to know every time you know someone gets hurt or every time someone goes on IR they say okay well can I get a tryout can I get a tryout right and for me it's like it's not your high school basketball open gym tryout, right? It's not like, hey, everyone meet in the gymnasium at 3 p.m. after school, just have your physical with you and you can try out, right? Yeah. So it, 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 it's a little deeper than that, right? So these yeah, teams lot. in these front offices, they have a short list of guys that are already on their boards, right? They have a list of guys that, you know, they've either played against or maybe there was on their practice squad or there was with them throughout training camp and they let go and they're tracking those guys. So when they do need a player, you know, they go into that list first. They're going to that board and say, oh, yeah, so-and-so is still out there. He hasn't signed with the team yet, right? So let's reach out to him and bring him in, okay? So it's it's not like, you know, it's just a random pick of guys and say, hey, come on, fly up here to L.A. and go try out. Right. So for for me, you know, I think the word tryout is a bit misleading when Mm -hmm. we're talking about these NFL teams of signing talent. Yeah, I agree. It is. So going on the theme of, you know, misconceptions, there is a misconception that I get quite a bit asked to me when I'm speaking to to players just in general. It's it's mainly recruits because. If a player has already gone through their draft cycle, this necessarily isn't a huge question that I hear. And I know Higgins gets asked this question. I think all agents do. So what success have you had in the draft and how can you improve so-and-so or improve my draft grade? An agent cannot change a player's draft grade. That is 100% facts. You, as a player, can sign with me, you can sign with Higgins, you can sign with a large agency, and your draft grade is going to stay the same. If you are a first rounder, you will be a first rounder whether you sign with me or a large agency or whoever, as well as the same if you are a, you know, late round, you know, signing with with a large agency isn't going to make you go from a seventh rounder to a second, third rounder. It's just not a a pen to paper does not do that. And an agency's influence does not do that. So I think that's something that to us, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating, but I think it's something that we need to talk about and we want to address because when you understand, then you can, you know, process and comprehend it. So I don't know. What do you have to add to that, Higgins? Well, I mean, just to piggyback off what you said, I've been asked that question a lot, right? So I'm recruiting a kid and, you know, within the first two or three conversations, you know, one of the questions that they typically ask, who do you represent in the league? Or, you know, what have you done as far as the draft? And by all means, I mean, hey, you can ask whatever you want. But when you think about it, like you said, right, an agent don't change your draft grade or get you drafted, right? So, you know, for me, uh, during my second year as an agent, you know, me and my partner at the time, 
um, who's, you know, like a brother of mine. Shout, shout out to Bert, man. Um, we ended up signing a player that went in the top 100. So again, mind you, here's two independent, small agents. Um, we're doing everything by ourselves, right? We don't have no assistance. There's no funding coming in from the outside source. You know, we're doing all our recruiting, all our traveling, everything that we needed to do. It was either Bert, hey, can you do this? Hey, Higgs, I'm working. Can you do this? Right. Mm -hmm. And we come away with a top 100 guy. Now, we did not change his draft grade. Right. Obviously, I mean, there's I don't know, you know, anyone's phone number at the time to say, hey, get my guy in the top 100. Right. So the, the work have to be done by the players. Right. And what, what I don't quite understand is, is this coming from players or is it coming from other agents? Like, how did this whole thing start? Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I do know that there are agents out there that claim or that, you know, they sit down with a, with a player that they're uh, recruiting and they tell them straight up, like, I can get your grade higher. You know, I can get you drafted in the first round or I can get I can guarantee you you know, a second round draft. So I, I, I know that it's taking place, right? So I don't know if that, you know, if this misconception that the players are just asking us things that they've heard from other agents or if it started from players themselves asking the question to other agents. So now you just feel like you have to lie about it, right? You have to yeah. say, oh yeah, I can do it. Knowing that you really can't do it. Exactly. I agree. And I saw I've, I've seen a couple agents talk about this, especially during this time of the year. I think it is something that it's it's frustrating because I think I said this in an earlier show. I can't I can't lie. Like, I just I can't, you know, I I can't. I <laughs> not can't. Even, not even a little white lie. Not even like a little tiny lie. What's that tiny lie? I don't know. Like, just. I don't know. Just like a little small lie. Like, <laughs> I no, I don't know. No, I don't think. Dishonest, Sam. Yeah, probably too. Maybe I should learn. Maybe that would be <laughs> yeah. good. Maybe that'll be my like, I'm turning 30. I need to learn how to have a white lie. So I don't just you have, you have to learn how to lie just a little bit. Right. Don't Maybe go I over... would have more friends. <laughs> don't go overboard now don't just go from you know not knowing how to lie and all of a sudden now you're like the biggest liar in the industry <laughs> no I would never I would yeah. never now I mean like I say I, I can only speak you know personally so for me one year I was recruiting a player and again you know I, I like my chances I thought for sure um it was a slam dunk as far as signing this player you know I had done met with the moms and you know, pretty much been recruiting them for a while, right? Went to a couple of games and everything was going well. And finally, you know, I guess after he made the decision, I got the text message saying, hey, you know, going with another agent. And obviously, you know, when, when you get that call or you get that text message, for me, I always want to know why. You know, I always want to know what led to that decision. And the only answer that I really got was, well, this agent represent this player who's in the NFL, right? So that was really like the only thing. It was like, well, he represents so-and-so who plays in the league. And for me, you know, that's like, that's not a reason to select an agent, right? No, no. Uh, because the guy that is playing in the league, that's not you. 
right? Exactly. You don't know why that guy got there. You don't know if the agent even had anything to do with it. I mean, it could have been from another agent too. Right. Yeah. And and I honestly like it, I, I really think it was from a previous agency, and then the agent switched over and you know kind of kept the client type of thing. But um, but that was the only reason. It was like, well, he represents so and so who's playing in the league, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, if that's the reason to go for it. I mean, long story short, player goes undrafted, player don't make a team. So now it's like, how did that work out? Like, what did him having a current client do for you, right? Mm Because at the end of the day, that's what you have to look at. You have to look at, okay, what can this agent do for me? Not what he did for so-and-so two years ago, or not what he did for so-and-so three years ago, or even in the last draft, right? You have to, you know, it's it's on you as a player. It, It really is. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's something and it's just one of those things that just doesn't it doesn't really make too much sense, you know? I'm just I'm like <laughs> but, you know, it's 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 something we have to deal with. It is. Right. It's one of the many things, but it really is just, you know, and scouts will say the same thing. I mean, scouts are the most honest people you probably will ever meet. Scouts don't lie. <laughs> so, I mean, you have an agent that is here and then you have a scout like I have, yeah. I have had scouts. I'm not going to say who or what team or whatever, but I'll be like, so what do you think about that? Awful. I'm like, just <laughs> awful period. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Your decisions, right? Like it's one of those things. Like not, Hey Sam, you know, no, just awful. period. Awful. Just don't do it. If you signed them already, try to get your money back. <laughs> it was just <laughs> like the like infamous one word scout like what do you think good definitely but i mean you need that honesty though like i said for me i i have someone in the business that you know i can always go to when i need some honesty right it's another agent of mine uh, another agent friend of my trip you know i regardless of what it is right it may be something that i don't want to hear Mm-hmm. But I know Trip gonna keep it real with me. And like you say, he hit me with those one word answers. Or if it's really, really silly of me, he'll probably even call me and be like, Why the F would you do that? And I'm like, yeah. because I like the kid. And he's like, No, don't do it. That's stupid. Yeah, I have so, those too. I have I have Kelly Masters. <laughs> yeah, I have Kelly Masters that I go and she'll walk me through you know shout out to kelly she definitely trailblazed the way for female agents um one of the best in the biz and the most amazing person but she'll she'll give me a scenario and and i said this too and i've said this i actually do a lot of entrepreneur speaking you know don't feel ashamed and if agent future agents are listening don't be afraid to like call somebody that's in the business that you know might have been in it longer than you or has more experience and and ask them like hey I'm like this happened to me and you feel weird about it or you feel uncomfortable or you don't know what to do because most of the time they've definitely gone through it too like there's been many times that I've called Kelly and been like so this happened and it's usually something like very strange like a player like ghosted me for a meeting or a dinner and I flew out like something crazy and she's don't worry. It's happened to me. It's happened to all of us. And like, don't feel like it's just you because it's probably not. It's the business. And then I have Shane Costa out in Buffalo that will be my he's he's trip for me. He'll be like, (laughs) why the F would you do that? 
Like, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, you know, or this is what you should do. And this is what you need to listen, like do this. Don't do that point blank to the point, you know, two amazing agents. So I'm extremely thankful to have them. So any future agents listening or any younger agents listening, find a mentor that's honest because it's really helpful. But anyways, we are going into another, <laughs> this is from Higgins. So opting out of things, opting out of things. I'll let you oh, take the floor on this one. Oh yeah. So, so I, I, I see this a lot or I hear this a lot. Um, like you said, especially during, you know, combine and pro days and things like that. And I've also had experience with it, right? I, it's like, you know, I like to speak on things that I've experienced, right? Because I can be honest about it. I know all the facts, you know, so players opting out of workouts, right? So a misconception throughout the process, you know, you'll get players that say, well, you know, I let my film speak for me, right? So that's the big thing. The, the eye in the sky don't lie, you know, whatever little, you know, quote that they like to use. And which is true to a certain extent, right? Because you got to understand how the process works, right? So these regional scouts or, you know, area scouts, you know, they're, they're in competition with one another, right? Because if a team sends out eight to 10 scouts around the country, each guy is bringing back X number of names, right? So each guy is fighting for their player that they're scouted to be drafted by that team, right? So when they go back to the owner or the GM or whoever making these decisions, they need certain things, right? There are certain check marks that they're going to need, Right. Mm -hmm. And some of those check marks come from those workouts. Right. So I know, you know, we've been we've all been to the combine. Well, Sam and I, we, we've been to the combine <laughs> and <laughs> you, know, you see time. a lot of guys that are, you know, selecting or choosing, being, being very selective yes. to the workouts that they're doing. And that is one of the things that pisses me off. I mean, I'm, I'm if I was an owner, if you're healthy and you're just skipping, you're doing this, but you don't want to do this, you're doing that. For me, it it, it kind of uh it, it's not it's a, a red flag. Off. I'm not gonna say you know I wouldn't draft the guy per se, but I think it'll definitely cost you a couple of points in my book, right? Because again, you're healthy, right? And you're deciding to you know you want to bench press, but you're not gonna run the forty. You're gonna run the forty, but you're not gonna do the position drills. You're gonna mm -hmm. do position drills, but you're not gonna you know you're not gonna do the shuttle or whatever it is. So when guys skip these workouts, believe it or not, all right, it, it does affect you, right? And, and I said this because I remember going to a, a pro day for a client of mine. And so I'm, I'm having lunch after the whole pro day thing. And again, this guy decided to skip a few workouts, um, you know, because at, at the end of the day, regardless of how I feel, it's totally up to the player, right? It's their decision. If they say, hey, I don't want to run, they're not going to run. You know, we can give them all the great advice as far as how it could help them or benefit them, but it is still their decision. We to can't make. do it for them. Yeah. Right. We can't do it for them. So, you know, he skipped a couple of different workouts. So while I'm having lunch after the pro day, one of the scouts come up to me. He's like, Hey Higgins, you know, how's it going? And, you know, we start a conversation and he tells me, he said, Hey man, look, um, your guy looks good, but I really need him to work out. You know, he said, I love him. I, I, if like, I would definitely take him with this pick, but it's not up to me. It's up to my boss. And when I go back to my boss and I say, hey, I like this player, 
he's going to say, okay, where are your numbers? You know, like, how did he run? Like, how did he, like, what was his bench press? What was his vertical? Because someone else is going to come in with a player in that same position. And if they have numbers and you don't, right, if, especially if those numbers are good, then that guy basically jumps you on that board, right? Mm -hmm. Because they have something that you don't have. They have those numbers, right? And, and we, we definitely saw this a lot this past draft class yeah. when the, these pro days got canceled. There's a lot of guys that went undrafted, not because they didn't have tape, because they had a lot of tape. They had a lot of film, but it's because they didn't get an opportunity to run in front of scouts. They didn't get an opportunity to jump, to, you know, broad jump, to bench press. So that's why a lot of those guys went undrafted, right? So, you know, it's not simply, hey, I have great tape so I can just blow off my pro day workout so I can blow off the combine workouts. But you need to go ahead and get those things done as well. The way that I describe it and the way I feel it's like, it's like it's your interview. So you want a job. Because that, that's what it is. It's what it, you're trying to become employed by one of the 32 NFL teams. That's what it is. And you have a job description. Part of, you know, there's all these things on the job description. You go in for your interview, even though it's not a, you know, at this point you're working out, you're not sitting down being interviewed by the owner or the GM at this point, you know, even though you, you are at some point in time, if you go to the combine, you know, it depends. But doesn't matter at some point you're being interviewed by someone in the organization you know whether they're watching they're timing you um to to go into an interview and pick and choose what you're going to do that's in your job description it's not a good look if you're healthy that's one thing if you're not if you can't do it and you're medically not supposed to then that's fine that's understood and that's it's it's open knowledge but that's like saying you know, I'll, if I'm interviewing for a job, you know, in PR or marketing and I say, okay, I'll do press release. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this, but I'm not going to, not going to travel. I'm not going to do the website. I'm not going to do this, but it's clearly in the job description. I'm just deciding that those things are not for me. Who's to say I want the job. I need to do what's asked of me. So that's kind of the way that I describe it. You know, it's, it's really no different. Right. De definitely. I mean, you know, it's it's the picking and choosing um, and thinking that, you know, you can get by with it now again. And you you can in, in a lot of situations. Misconceptions but... are misconceptions for a reason, because somewhere, somehow you saw it happening. Right. Yeah. We have seen guys skip a certain drill and still go in the first round. Definitely. Right. But it's it's not ideal right not it's not for everyone either it's, right it's yeah. not for everyone <laughs> there's a lot of you know there, there there's a few guys that can go out there right there's your clear one one guy you know as the quarterback that can say oh yeah i only want to throw to these guys right i want my receivers at pro day i'm not throwing to receivers that i don't know that's a totally different thing right because as a quarterback he needs that report right he needs to know okay this guy is fast. I know that I've played with him the last yeah. couple of years. So I know when to release this ball. I know, you know, how far to put it out in front. Or, you know, this guy's a great jump ball guy. So mm -hmm. that's different versus, saying, you know, versus, you know, other positions and things like that. You know, it's it's beyond me, man. It's yeah, beyond the negotiation. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like way beyond the negotiation. And just a little, little tip 
if you are actually, if you're a free agent, because I, I have seen this, I've been to free agent workouts. If you are a free agent and you go to a workout and it's in a hot climate, which in, you know, we haven't had them because it's COVID, but usually they're in Florida, you know, Texas, it's going to be hot. If you go to a free agent workout and you're looking to get signed, whether it's CFL, you know, XFL, you know, had their showcases, you know, whatever it may be, do not go in there and opt out of anything. Just don't expect, like, cause at that point in time, why do you expect to, to be competitive with, with players that go out there and they do everything? So don't even, don't even think that, you know, the combine's a little different. It really is, but just go in there and do everything that, that you th- that's on the job description. Really, it is. And um, do everything and more. <laughs> yeah, be, do, do more. more. A- ask them to do something else, right? You go, hey man, look, I know I'm here to do receiver drills. You want to see me backpedal? I can backpedal too. Exactly. <laughs> do exactly, and tell them how much you love playing special yeah. teams. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Don't hey, forget I- that. <laughs> But I've seen it. I've seen, I've been at a couple of CFL, you know, mini camps and well, I'm not running the 40. (laughs) Okay. Well, have fun. Well, all right. Anyways, the next misconception is, you know, coming off of the player stuff. It's more the agent stuff. Um, But I think we get asked this. It's a, it's a funny misconception. This actually to me is funny when I start to think about it. There are the way that we get paid. I think it's something that's, that's funny. Um, I've had, like when I got certified, some of members of my family love you guys, but uh, not, not my parents, but my extended family, you know, they think that, you know, I'm getting a check from like Roger Goodell. I mean, that'd be nice. That'd be really nice. But it's, it's a commission-based business, first off. Like it is a commission-based business, but there are, there are limits to the fees. So Higgins, I know this was one of your questions. So what, where, where do you, what's your experience with the misconceptions in this? Uh, I mean, yeah, this is actually funny though. (laughs) I mean, it comes from all these different agent movies and TV shows, man. Yeah. um, The ones that you don't watch cough, cough, ballers. I I don't, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, right. I'm a big fan of the blacklist. All right. So, <laughs> oh my God, another plug. Right. So, um, but no, and you see this normally when you see a player that negotiated his own deal, right? So, we, we've had a couple players in the past, in the last couple of years, that did their own deal, right? Um, I think most recently you had Richard Sherman, he did his own deal. Um, if I'm not mistaken, DeAndre Hopkins did his own two-year deal as well. So when you when you see this, when guys do their own deal, one of the first things that people talk about or they mention is how this player is saving the 10% that he was supposed to pay an agent, yeah. right? 10%? <laughs> so, right. And in my mind, I'm like, where did they come up with the 10%? Like, no, we do not get paid 10% of a player's contract, right? The NFL PA and the NFL, they set this limit, right? So us as, you know, NFL PA agents, we're governed, right? We don't basically, you know, it's not us coming up with our own numbers. So Mm -hmm. right now, 
you know, the max that we can earn on a P5 salary, right? So the paragraph five for a player. Base salary, yeah. Right, so the max is 3%. That's the, that's the max, okay? It's actually defaulted at 1.5. So as an agent, you have to basically negotiate your worth with this client up to 3% now because it's already defaulted at 1.5. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I hear, you know, when I hear people talk about how these players who do their own deals or, you know, they may say, why would I pay an agent if I, if I got to pay them 10%, well, you're not paying 10%, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA, I think they're, me- they're maxed out at 4%, right? And I think for the NBA, if the guy signs a minimum contract, the most you can get is 2%, right? So the only way you can even get 4% from the NBA is if the contract is above minimum wage, right? If it's above the minimum salary. So, you know, for us, a, a lot of, there's a lot of misconception that agents um, commission is in the double digits and it's not, right? It, it's around three to 5%, um, even with the industries or the, the leagues that don't have a maximum like the MLB or the NHL, you still have those industry practice, right? You still have mm-hmm. those about four or 5% um, where agents are because again yes they don't have a maximum but if there's an if there's a baseball agent out there charging 10 percent, he's probably not going to get any clients if exactly. everyone else is doing five percent and you jump off and say oh yeah i want 10 percent," no one's going to sign with you yeah right if anything it goes the other direction right if the industry is doing five exactly. you may be better off doing two and we exactly. see that in the nfl especially with first rounders Right. First rounders do not pay agent fees. <laughs> they don't. Right. Because you get a lot of agents that during their recruiting pitch, their thing is, hey, I'll do this for free. I'll do your rookie contract for zero percent commission. Because you're going in the top 10 or you're going in the top five or the top 15. Right now, they want the second deal. Right. But that first deal, a lot of those guys that's in the first round, they're not paying commission. Mm hmm. Very true. People don't, that's not talked about. That's not talked about. And yeah, we're not <laughs> taking all of the players' money. That's for sure. Because <laughs> we can't, you know, I mean, there's some out agents out there that would love to. I mean, shoot. But um, to add that to um, marketing, that's something that's not really governed, but there is an industry standard. Um, I would say it's between five and 10% because like Higgins said, if you have a marketing agent out there, that says I'm going to want 25% and you have others that are taking five, seven, 8%. Why would you do that? Like, that's crazy. You're not going to get, you know, that makes no sense. So there are industry standards and, you know, they're put in place to, to protect the players. And, and that's just, that's what it is. You know, it's, it's not. And another thing to add to uh, players negotiating their own contracts, you know, I will say um, I'm a huge Richard Sherman fan. Sherm, you know, he definitely did his research before he negotiated his own contract and he did a good job with it. It was an incentive based contract, um, meaning if he made the Pro Bowl, like I think it was he got a million if he made the Pro Bowl. I think that's what it was. All right, I think and he I think- had all pro. Um, incentives in there as well. I mean, again, like we said, you know, these are misconceptions for a reason, right? Because there, there's someone somewhere that have done it, right? Or they're, 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 you've seen it somewhere, 
right? But not everyone went to Stanford, like Richard. Exactly. Schwab, right. This this is not some guy that just you know walked off the street and said, "Hey, I'm gonna <laughs> go negotiate my own contract." Like yeah. this is a very intelligent person. Like this yes. is something that you know he has his stuff. He knows his stuff. So seeing him do it doesn't mean everyone. Oh, it's not for everybody, right? It's not for everyone. Because I, I I know a player that tried that and it didn't work out for him, right? I'm not gonna name that player, but you know it, it didn't work out. Yeah, you know when it works out, great. But come on, man, it's not for everyone. Exactly, and I think it's important to to realize too that there are agents out there doing it for other things than just the money. You know, I mean that that's that's another misconception. You know, of course it's a job, it's a career people need to compensate and they need to you know make back what they've invested but not everybody is out for you know all 100 percent the money you know there are agents out there like ourselves that genuinely care about the player's journey and you know making sure they're they're in a good position and, and really doing the job because we genuinely want to help them and we believe in them so you know that's um I think that's a huge misconception too that that makes me laugh I have to say I was working um and it was actually way before I was certified but I I guess I I was using title marketing agent at the time or I I think people just thought it was an agent and I was working with a nonprofit and I was trying to just get on a call with 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 a nonprofit. I'm not going to say what who it was but I got a connect I got a phone number for someone there and the contact that actually originally gave me the phone number for, you know, it was like the director of outreach or something or sponsorships, whatever it may be. <laughs> she had called my contact and been like, why did you connect me with Sam? She's an agent. You know how they are. And it actually was someone that that knew my family and everything. And she was like, do you know, like who she is actually like that's, but anyways, it, it, to me, I was like, wow, I'm actually trying to do some charitable work here. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to like get money you, for my client. <laughs> We're trying to partner with the nonprofit to do some charity work. But that is the um, and you know, and it ended up really working out well for us. But that is the kind of image that people, I guess, think of, or some people do. And it's right. totally, it's totally a misconception because. <laughs> There are a lot of us out there that genuinely, genuinely care and really want the best. And, and it's not always easy for us. You know, we, we have to, I think this is something too, like through this pandemic, this is not easy on us either. You know, if players are listening or parents are listening, this is not easy. We are dealing with something that is totally different. You know, we, I'll never forget, you know, it was one week where I planned all of my pro day travels. You know, I was supposed to go to North Carolina. I was supposed to be, you know, Indiana. And, you know, when they pulled the scouts off the road, it was just a trickle down effect. And I know Higgins, you felt, you guys felt it too. And at that point, you know, we got our guys, Higgins and I both had clients training out in Colorado. We're like, we need to get them home because the country's about to shut down. So it's, it's not easy on us, but we just have to adapt and we have to just continue to do what we're supposed to do. But it's, it's, we all feel it, you know, just like everybody else. That's all we have for, uh, for today, the, uh, the weekend. I'm actually, I'm going to the Troy South Alabama game in Mobile, Alabama. I was about to use my Southern accent, but I'm not going to do it. 
And um, so I'll be on the road this weekend. What are you doing this weekend, Higgins? Oh, nice, man. That, that's a nice, nice. Were you flying or are you driving? <laughs> <laughs> Take a guess. Uh, you're going to fly. Yeah, hey, and I'm I not mean, buying all the seats. <laughs> Sam buys all the seats in the room when she flies. It's like <laughs> Sam, her bag, Sam and her coat. Like just yes, bag. coat. Yeah. My <laughs> coats <know>. are elaborate. <laughs> um no, for me, I actually I'm I'm staying home this weekend. So I'll probably I'll be holding down the spot for you. Okay. Right. So I'll I'll be tuned in college football from noon till midnight. And then from NFL Sunday from 1 p.m. until the end of the night game. Uh, the I, Monday I, night game, go. Bills, Niners. Oh, nice, man. That, that should be a good game. Yeah, I'm going to be a be little a torn. Niners, Niners getting their guys back, so they're starting to play some ball. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll be I'll be home. Uh, you make sure you have safe travels. Enjoy enjoy Mobile. Enjoy. Now, you do remember. What, what is there to do? I mean, remember a few episodes ago, I told you about my funny recruiting story out there in South Alabama. So make sure your hotel, you get you a nice, <laughs> make sure you get a nice hotel so no one can just open your door with the, with the other key, right? Yeah, it's okay. I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm staying at a Marriott. So hey, man, hopefully. I just gotta, I gotta look out for you. I got you, you my girl. I gotta warn you because I've been there before. Okay, so just, I'll. Be okay. safe and enjoy yourself. Uh, sorry, make sure you guys subscribe. Join us each and every Friday morning. All right, shout out to my guy Damon over at Draft Diamonds. Check out their um, website. They do a lot of good work. NFL Draft Diamonds. They help out a lot of small schoolers. You know, if you are a senior out there, you're at a small school, or if you are a free agent, you know, and you need to get your story out, and you know, you want to get your film out. Check out NFL Draft Diamonds. Um, shout out to Damon and his team. They do a really good job. Shout out to Believe Podcast Network as well. You can find us each and every Friday morning. And as always, more than ever, help me help you. Show me the money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.